This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute legal, tax, investment, financial, or other advice. It is not intended to cause or induce breach of an existing agency agreement. Hello? 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 This is the Vancouver Commercial with a state podcast. And welcome back to the Vancouver Commercial Real Estate Podcast. I'm Corey Wright. And I'm Melissa Moretti. Melissa, I must say, you kind of gave me the heads up before I got here. So for our listeners, we have we record these in a studio. Some people record them at their desks. We have like a little closed studio we do it. You sent me a text message, bring your sunglasses to the recording. Yeah. I thought you were joking. I walked in. We have the coolest neon sign inside the recording studio. It says Vancouver Real Estate Podcast. And to find a photo of that, I'm sure if they check out the Instagram page, we've probably got something up there or soon to have something up there. You weren't kidding when you said sunglasses. I honestly should have put my SPF 50 on before I got here. I am going to get burnt. <laughs> I can see you getting tanned as, as we speak. <laughs> I, I burn Although I don't when it know rains that you... outside. That's how, yeah. it, that's how it works when you're a redhead. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ginger so. spice. <laughs> It wasn't I, I thought it was business spice last one, wasn't it? No. No, no, no. no. Ginger spice. Ginger, Ginger spice latte. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. It I, is, it's you are blinding. my favorite co host. Right? I kind of feel like I'm in the club. I don't go to the club very often yeah. at all. But yeah. it's, you know, what is it, 10 a.m.? And I, I feel like we need some music in here. <laughs> Let's get it going. On today's show, we have our friend Connor Braid, our managing director from the William Wright Commercial Victoria office. And Connor oversees and runs both our Victoria office for us and our set to open by month end Central Island office, which is located in the greater Nanaimo area. And he's here today to talk about all about the amazing Central Island market and why we picked Nanaimo as a number one market on the podcast for investments in 2023. I can't wait to hear about it. He's going to talk everything from population growth, give us all the industries that are growing and rapidly growing, talk about investor demand, new tenants that are moving in. So I'm very, very excited for that. But before we get to that, any big plans for the weekend? Any big plans for the weekend? You were telling me how things are getting busy on the residential side. Yeah, yeah. I've got some appointments this weekend. I've got an open house. Yeah, it's feeling like things are getting busier. I mean, it is. It really is getting busier. We feel it first, right? So when you have the open houses, are you seeing dramatically more people coming through? I know before you were telling me about multiple offers and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So market's back. It feels like it's back. I mean, if you look at the stats, it's not necessarily indicating that, you know, action has been happening, but you can feel it. We can feel it on the ground. We always feel it first. And so in the next few months, I suspect we're going to see it. So all the optimism is back in the market. Demand is still higher than ever. Supply is still really, really low. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye, bye. All right, guys. Without further ado, let's get to our interview today with Connor Braid, Managing Director of Vancouver Island for William Wright Commercial. All right, let's go. Enjoy, guys. This podcast is presented by Impact Commercial. Impact Commercial. John, Alan, the team over there are fantastic. They've all been on the show. They have, yeah. Friends of the show. Great guys. Wealth of experience. They can help with all your commercial financing needs. Whether it's owner-occupiers, land development funds, commercial investments, or multifamily, these guys got you covered. And they recently obtained their CMHC correspondent lender status. So for all your commercial lending needs, visit them at impactcommercial.com. 
impactcommercial.ca. That's impactcommercial.ca. Okay, so we're here today with Connor Braid, Managing Director, Vancouver Island for William Wright Commercial. Connor, how are you doing? I'm great, thanks. Thanks for having me on. I talk to you every day, sometimes three or four times a day, so I know all about you. But for all of our listeners who don't, can you maybe tell us more about yourself? Sure. Yeah, so my name is Connor Braid. I'm the Managing Director, uh, Vancouver Island for William Wright Commercial. Been working with the company for the last three, three and a half years now. I grew up and was raised in Victoria. I spent a lot of time in the UK and traveling the world through my 20s. I was working as a commercial appraiser up until around 2019 and then decided to go into the brokerage game with with Corey and, and run the island operations here. So Connor, you mean, we were very fortunate to join you towards the end of your professional athletic career. And Connor's being very humble at this point. Connor actually attended the Olympics. And Connor was also part of the Rugby Sevens program, the Canada Rugby Sevens program prior to. Melissa just had a big smile on her face. We've got a star on the show. We have a star. We have an ex-Olympian. And we've been very fortunate. So Connor's very humble. I just want to share that. But I will gladly share that. And I always, always poke fun at Connor when I'm in Vancouver and he's on in Victoria because he's probably six foot three and his neck is the size of my legs. When I'm face to face with him, I always buy lunch. So well, that's I mean, how, let's, let's just call that's how the relationship works. Call it spade a spade. I'm six foot and I'm a wash up. And uh, we're not talking about rugby. We're talking about commercial real estate now. So there you I appreciate go. There you go. it. But, uh, that was a past life. Humble as always. All right, Connor. So one reason why we want to have you on the show today, we have our brand new Central Island office located in the greater Nanaimo area set to open towards the end of this month here. We picked Nanaimo on the podcast as our number one, we thought, investment market for 2023. There's lots of metrics that go in there, population growth, all of that stuff. You're going to oversee and run that office for the company there. Can you maybe tell us a little bit why you're excited about Nanaimo? Yeah, you touched on a lot of those points. Increasing lease rates, upside in rent, uh, cap rate compression in a growing marketplace, and uh, and geographical constraints as well. So with the ocean to the to the east, uh, mountain range to the west, you've got tons of provincial park around Parksville and and highways. So there's not a ton of room for adding more land to this to this area, right? So we're going to have to densify. You know, construction values we're seeing in the last couple of years record high in 2019 of 445 million. You now that that stabilized a bit in 2020 at 243, and then up. You know, we're looking last summer, the numbers haven't come out yet, but uh, as of last last summer, we had 319 million projects just for Nanaimo alone. So it's exciting times. Construction is a huge part of the industry in, in the Central Island market. One thing too, we were fortunate we had Mayor Krogh on the show probably about a year, year and a half ago now, and he was talking all about, you know, kind of echoing the geographical constraints there. And he actually made a comment that resonated that I think by 2014, 40, it was, that based on the current development of industrial properties over there, that Nanaimo actually could be out of industrial land, zoned industrial land by about 2040, which just goes to show you the demand of it. And one thing I think people maybe don't understand as well is when you're looking at lease rates, and we'll just say industrial properties for argument's sake, over there, you can pay probably between $14 and $18 a foot for an industrial space, which is very similar pricing to you would see in Coquitlam or even maybe some parts of Burnaby, where there's no delta really anymore now between the pricing of what you can find in some of these secondary and tertiary markets, which just goes to show the demand these markets have. Connor, I know one thing too that we talked about before we hit record here about population growth, but also about the the fast ferry. Now, there's been lots of talk about that for years. You did some homework into that prior to. Can you maybe elaborate a little bit more on what this fast ferry thing is all about and if it's actually going to come to fruition? Yeah, it's, it's exciting. It's called the Vancouver Island Ferry Company, VIS. 
see. Uh, I believe it is, uh, it's, it's all systems go. So it's a downtown to downtown convention center uh, in Vancouver to the Nanaimo cruise ship terminal in 70 minutes. It's a passenger ferry, uh, 354 seat capacity and multiple daily sailings. But uh, the exciting part about that, not, not just bridging the gap between mainland and the island, but is job growth just within Nanaimo itself. I mean, they told me last week they're hiring up to 70 islanders over the next three months for their Vancouver up or for their Nanaimo operations, sorry, um, which is great. Huge driver for that area. But no, it's an exciting prospect. I think they're set to to hopefully start leasing or releasing some uh, some sailing schedules, pricing, things like that in the next few months and, and hopefully hit go in the summertime. And then roughly, do we actually know how long that ferry ride is? Has there been any talk about how fast this ferry is going to be? Yeah, estimated about 70 minutes. So when we put that into context, I live in Coquitlam, which is arguably in a good day, 45 minutes outside of Vancouver. It can take me an hour and a half, 90 minutes to get into Vancouver in the morning and get home at nighttime. So I could eventually go to Nanaimo, save travel time, and buy a house probably for one-third the, the price point of what it would cost for a similar house in Nanaimo, in, in Coquitlam. Yeah, exactly. So I think when you when you look at that... If you look at the boom in Squamish, people started looking at Squamish as like, hey, if I'm driving 45 minutes from Burnaby sometimes to get into Vancouver, well, I go to Squamish and get more for my money and have a great outdoor lifestyle. It seems like maybe Nanaimo is going to offer something similar through this fast ferry process for business professionals downtown. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, if you look at what happened throughout the COVID-19 pandemic, people really started to take stock on where they were living and how they were living and and, uh, and what they valued in their life, right? Being downtown in a, in a lockdown is is no fun, right? So I think that's kind of pushed people to get a little bit further outside of the the core in some areas and having the ability to work downtown Vancouver and get there within a shorter time frame than most people commute daily from uh, from you know, greater Vancouver areas further out east. Uh, it's a pretty nice prospect. One thing you, you mentioned here at the outset there, we're talking about kind of like investment markets and NIMO there, and you're talking about, I mean, some potential maybe you could find some good assets maybe with below market leases and stuff like that. Can you maybe talk a little bit more of what the attraction is to that particular market, the central island there, maybe from an investor standpoint? Well, yeah, I think there's probably been, you know, this mindset from, you know, the Vancouver Commercial Real Estate Podcast. So let's talk about mainland mindset. My interpretation of it is that there's been, people have been looking for a unicorn farm on the island, right? It is a fantastic place to invest, but I think it's, it's under the parameters that you're you're looking at it. So people have been thinking about the central island for lofty cap rates. So they're looking for, you know, developers looking for a hundred plus unit sites for pennies on the dollar. And there may have been, you know, some good opportunities for this, you know, over the last decade, but a lot of these sites have been gobbled up and, and vendor pricing has actually increased the best demand. So right now, those incredible investment opportunities, you know, do they exist? Yeah. If you go digging, but I think there's a good opportunity here to provide better education to developers and commercial real estate investors to look and understand the overall island trends, right? I think people need to start looking at a medium to long-term investment, right? It's not going to be a, a two-year play where you're going to get uh, 100% cash on cash or, or a, a massive return, right? But looking to invest for the longer term, you're going to be, there's plenty of good opportunities in the four to five, five and a half cap rate ranges of redevelopment potential, right? Properties with maybe below market rents or good upside in rents. And over a you know a medium to long term time frame, you can look for that cap rate compression, and I think that's kind of the mindset that needs to go into it. You're not going to go and find like that quote unquote unicorn farm, but if you invest like as we are personally, we're seeing a lot of opportunity, a lot of growth there, 
and that's where we're putting our investment money. Uh, but it's not so much for the short term. It's it's a medium to long term, and it's it's buying into the to the island market, the island trends. And and to add to that too, from the investor standpoint, you I mean people look over here on the mainland and they find maybe similar type assets in a three to a four cap rate range that might have some fairly high lease rates attached to it. One reason why we like the Nanaimo market so much is I can go over there and potentially find a little bit better of a cap rate, maybe a five to five and a half that Connor suggested there. I'm not really sacrificing a lot on my vacancy. I'm not going to like an Alberta where I'm getting a much better cap rate, but then my vacancy rate is just shot through the roof. If I look at, say, industrial, for example, the industrial challenges on the vacancy side are equal to Vancouver Island as they are over in the mainland area. So if I go over there, get a very similar type vacancy rate, slightly higher cap rate, but maybe my lease rates are a little bit lower than maybe where they'll be in the coming years, those metrics make it very attractive for an investor where I'm not sacrificing on the vacancy side of things, but my lease rates have a little bit more runway ahead. And then if cap compression kicks in, where cap rates potentially may go down based on demand goes up, now you might be in a position where you bought something at like a five and a half cap rate, the market trends down to a five. So when cap rates compress, pricing goes up for the owners. But not only that, but now maybe my lease rates aren't $10 a foot. Now they're $14 a foot, which doesn't sound like a lot, but that's a 40% increase on a percentage basis. So if I'm getting 40% potentially more on my rents, my cap rate has gone down, pushing my pricing up. Now I'm making money in three different metrics, which are very, very hard to do. Versus maybe say at Vancouver, you might buy something at a three cap rate. The tenant's paying $80 a foot and the renewal might be $83 a foot. So there's not going to be much cap compression there because that's very hard to debt service, especially in today's world with interest rates. But the lease rates don't have the chance to actually go up dramatically. So you're kind of really making your money on the tenant paying down your mortgage, which is the traditional route in real estate versus some of these secondary markets that we like where you can make money from not only tenant paying down your market, Pay, sorry, paying down your mortgage, but also your income on the property going up. And then potentially you have cap compression because demand increases, supply is low, pricing goes up. You're making money in threefold scenarios, which is not always the easiest to find. No, absolutely. You nailed it there. So Connor, one thing too that uh, you, you sort of mentioned on the outset as well there, we're talking about population. Can we maybe talk a little bit more about what is the population of the Nanaimo marketplace and sort of where where has that kind of population going yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, well, and what we were talking about before is it's just how commercial real estate lags behind that population growth. So, City of Nanaimo increased 10.3% between uh, census reports 2016 and 2021. Um, we're estimated last year to be around 103,000 people as well. By 2046, though, estimates to reach 140,000 for the City of Nanaimo. So, uh, you know, it's it, 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 it a rapidly growing market. And between 2014 and 2021, I think there was some 46,000 people that moved to Vancouver Island. From other parts of BC alone, and then another thirty-seven thousand from elsewhere in Canada. So there's there's huge demand to live here, reside here, operate your businesses here, invest here. Um, you know the barriers to entry are high, but um, you know it's, it's a pretty exciting prospect. So with that, we see that CRE commercial real estate lag kind of behind because these people, this this massive population growth, these people need places to work. They need office, retail, industrial assets, right? They need places for consumption, food and beverage, shopping, accommodation to support you know their lifestyle, and they need public and private amenities through institutional uses, you know, recreational centers, schools, parks, things like that. So uh, that's what we're seeing now is through you know the construction stats that I showed you guys earlier. That's housing, but a lot of that is commercial real estate as well because you have to you have to be able to fill that space. Um, sorry, add the space to to kind of hit that demand with, with growing numbers. 
Connor's bang on with regards to that. And that's one thing from an investor standpoint, if you can get decent returns or you feel you have upside today and the population is continuing to grow, that's where when Connor talks about medium to long-term big successes, that's where that comes in. Because a lot of people, where investors make the mistake is rumors are out there that this is going to happen in an area or rumors are this is going to go on or these developers are going to go on. But that science can take years to come to fruition. So if you buy into a market too early, you might have too many challenges or bumpy roads ahead of you that the numbers actually start to sway in a very negative format because you're buying based on speculation, too much speculation at that point. Versus if we can get into Nanaimo now and get a five or a five and a half cap rate with potentially below market leases and the population's growing and the development's coming, developments, as people come into these markets, it just adds additional pressure because now people need jobs. They need to go to the grocery store. They need to go to work at their office. So there's so many things like that that add pressure that it, that that Connor had mentioned there that it does lag behind that. But if you can get a good return now while it's catching up to population growth, you have a very, very bright future in that medium term, medium to long term. Connor, can you speak a little bit to what the major business sectors are in Nanaimo currently? Yeah, so major drivers, I'd say top five in the sectors that really account for 65% of all business licenses in Nanaimo are construction, professional services, retail trade public administration and, and healthcare. Now, to add to that, you have Vancouver Island University, uh, just a great school, um, and they're, they're doing great numbers, especially post-COVID. So, you know, there's, there's some really exciting prospects in, in the Mid-Island market and, and some great drivers for the economy as well. And what about current developments that are underway or coming up? Do you have some context around that? There's definitely some exciting projects. You know, firstly, I think not from not from um, you know residential standpoint or a housing standpoint, but the Duke Point expansion project is pretty exciting. They're looking predictions call for about a thousand new jobs through that to stimulate the economy. Uh, the economy, sorry, and then it's so essentially it's a short short sea shipping opportunity between Nanaimo and Vancouver Island, and that'll hopefully reduce a lot of the congestion that we're seeing in the Vancouver ports. But I believe it's uh, an expansion to about 325 meters from the 183 that they currently have the Duke Point. So uh, that'll be very good. We've also got, in terms of exciting developments, the Sandstone Master Plan is is pretty interesting. Uh, roughly 2,200 residential units, along with brand new industrial, commercial, and retail uses. Uh, that's being done by Sequip Properties, and I think it spans about 730 acres. So it's a massive, massive development site. The Harborside Hotel revamp, so mixed-use development, 760 units over eight buildings hotel conference center and more than 10,000 square feet of commercial space is really exciting in the downtown core there. One commercial street is another exciting one, 20,000 square feet of retail and office being brought to market by Steiner Properties and that's uh it's actually uh, a retrofit and a revamp of the old A&B Sound building. So I think we had Jake Steiner on the pod a little while ago. You guys had him on, did, the, yeah. on the podcast and that's being uh that's being brought to market by by William Wright. So that's uh, an interesting one. We're getting a lot of calls on it and people are just excited to see gentrification of of um, city center and, and close to the old quarter there. So we're really excited about that project. So Connor, one thing too that we, we, we sort of talked about a little bit and you'll have a better knowledge than we will. Victoria pricing from a, say a housing market has gone up dramatically prior to the pandemic and then obviously amplified during the pandemic. Are you seeing a population shift from people who are maybe getting priced out of that greater Victoria market that are now looking to that Central Island market to move and reposition from affordability standpoint? They have the right runway professionally, um, which is, is definitely happening in the Mid-Island market. You're seeing a lot of people and young families move that way. I have some 
with lots of friends, actually, more surprisingly, more from Vancouver heading to the Mid-Island market than I do know from the South Island, but definitely. And, and what you're seeing is with um, with the way things are going there, when you look at the, you know something like the Fast Ferry, the accessibility to, to the South Island and to Vancouver, ability to work from home, you know, more remote work in, in different sectors, those lower price points, now I'll say lower, it's not not that much cheaper. The Mid-Island has rapidly increased throughout that time frame that you spoke of. Um, but you can still, there is more bang for your buck, so to speak. So uh, it's definitely happening. Um, and with more, uh, I guess, kind of professional runway for, for individuals, it's going to continue to happen. Now, are you guys seeing more institutional buyers, REITs, maybe mainland developers come into that Central Island market now over the past couple of years than maybe they weren't there three or four or five years ago? Uh, yeah, there, there's... There's definitely a ton of interest, and in, in you look at some of these uh, some developments that are going on. There's definitely uh, you know mainland money and mainland development coming over. But there's actually you know in, in, for the larger developments, a lot of them are mid island based and they're medium sized. Um, you know, and, and current large scale developments there, a lot of the land has been owned for quite a long time, right? So you're looking at joint venture projects. You're looking at just long term holdings. People that that knew Nanaimo and knew. The Central Island was on the map, and they're just waiting for it to go. Um, and they've almost been land banking for some time. And a lot of those are are island-based people as well. But you know, it's it's a good mix at the moment. I think. Um, I think one thing that call it mainland developers have had to learn about the island is business is done a little bit differently, right? It's there's a great competition for trades here, but there's also just not the same volume as you'd have in the mainland market. So whether it's island time or treating trades a little bit differently than you would on the mainland. I think some developers have learned that and those that have are doing really well and they're building really solid teams uh, to get these projects from the ground up. But um, yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of what we're seeing right now. So to put you on the spot here, if I had Connor Braid's checkbook, what asset class in that central market am I buying in or central island market am I buying and why? Um, good question. I like the idea of, I do like the idea of multi-tenant industrial, um, smaller base stuff, like the idea of, of retail, like well-located, not necessarily anchored, but well-located retail strip malls, places where you have under market rents or close to where you're still, maybe you won't love the cap rate at first, but through, you know, through a bit of diligence and, and working through being proactive with your tenancy group to get those rates up to market. I think there's some really good opportunities there. Any sort of medical office building that you can get your hands on where you're dealing with a certain demographic of tenants, I think is, uh, is also great too. You've got a, an aging, you've got an aging demographic on the island for sure, right? So the, the amenities and services that, that, that medical office buildings provide, um, they're kind of, a, they're a staple. So if we could find any of those, definitely, definitely jump on those. Connor, before we before we wrap for the day, I know you. I know we're on a time crunch here with you. Appreciate you taking the time to join us. We have our our six pack of lighthearted questions that we ask all of our guests, so we know we can get to know you a little bit more outside the office. I know you. We've had you on before, talking all about uh, the Vancouver Island market there. So we've actually got a updated six pack here. Do you have a couple more minutes to hang out with us? Of course. The six-pack is powered by our good friends over at Red Point Law. Red Point Law, Corey, Tim, Falco, Scott, and the team. These are great people with a wealth of experience when it comes to commercial closings and private lending. And I just want to say, Corey, not to cut you off, they have a perfect five-star review on Google. So for all your commercial legal needs, visit them at redpointlaw.ca. 
with offices in Vancouver and now open in downtown Kelowna. You always say lighthearted, but our first question is, if you're on death row, what's your last meal? This is I don't it. know how lighthearted that is. But. Well, you, we, get, we get to find out if Connor's a spaghetti guy or maybe he's a hamburger guy. Okay. That's why. So we get to find out what he eats when he goes out. So, on death row. All so, right, Connor, what are you having? Last meal ever. Uh, tomahawk steak. Oh. Maybe uh, That's a good one. garlic mash. That's on the side. Ooh. Not that I want you to, to, maybe a cigar? to be in... Oh, they, well, hey, right. that, that's a first. We've never had that We've never before. had that before. Maybe a scotch and a cigar and a tomahawk steak and then and call it a day. Now, now that we're getting excited, is there any particular restaurant you're getting all this at? Well, I'm in prison, right? Yeah. Well, I'm just, maybe, maybe <laughs> we'll let you out. Yeah. They're are, ordering Uber yeah. Eats. Are you going to Hive Steakhouse? Is that sure. where we're going for this? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Yeah. There we go. I know you're well-traveled, obviously, with your, your history in rugby there. Favorite vacation spot when you find the time to unwind? I always loved Mexico. Um, and I'd really like to spend some more time in, in South America, uh, Chile, Argentina. I've been to Argentina once. And it was amazing. So really uh, Latin countries, good heat, good food, good culture. Um, so pretty mm. much south of where we are. Well, Melissa's given that the thumbs up. She wasn't too impressed with Mexico. She thought that was too ter- stereotypical. But then a little she, bit generic. But, but she but liked the chili. Yeah. Chile and Mexico's Argentina. a big place, right? And it's got some pretty, pretty different places. But not not all of Mexico right. is Cabo. It's true. You're that's right. True. You're right. That's right. true. Good point. Maybe that just speaks to my generic vacation spots yeah, in Mexico. Just making biased opinions of our guests. I know. Uh, my apologies, <sighs> Connor. Okay. Next question. Favorite bar or restaurant? And this can be Victoria's. This can be in Victoria or Nanaimo. Your choice. Ooh. Um, well, I'll go Victoria. I'm a big fan of Il Terrazzo down in uh, downtown Victoria. And I think it's been around for 30, 35 years. Family-run Italian restaurant. Can't get much better than that. That's that's a good one. So so it's Friday night. You've kicked back. You've had a few drinks. You're feeling really good about yourself. You're at the bar with your buddies. Someone gives you a karaoke mic and forces you on stage. What song are you singing? Living on a Prayer, Bon Jovi, oh, probably. That's a good one. You, get the, good one. you, you need something you get the crowd into early because you don't want to be up there just singing by yourself, right? Strategic. Yeah. So this, is, this, is, this is a man of strategy. Yeah. yeah. Man of strategy here. All right. Favorite band? Favorite band. Um, I'm, I'm just not as music or, you know, musically simple as someone like Corey, where he's just no-brainer. Right, <laughs> no brainer, Nickelback. Right, I I love I, that you called that out. Thank you, Connor. Yeah, I, I couldn't. Melissa's a closet Nickelback fan. She pretends she doesn't like them, but I guarantee you she has them on her iPod. Right, because I have an iPod. I say iPod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This phone, all checks out. Your phone it sounds legitimate now. I, <laughs> she um, has it on her Walkman. Yeah, 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 my Discman. I honestly couldn't say I I have a, a favorite artist. I I listen to so much music, and it's all just dependent on what mood i'm in or what i'm doing so um is there is there a go-to genre uh no not even it's literally everything no. and anything but i'll, I'll give you a band, really good band Kurung, kurungan kurumban is uh fantastic they make phenomenal music i've been listening to them i, I like, have i've, I've seen I, I them the, but... i couldn't even spell it i can't pronounce it but uh they're yeah, fantastic yeah, yeah. Go with them. Yep. I've, I've seen them. They opened up for Leon Bridges a few years ago. So oh. I saw them once. They were very oh. good. Yeah. Okay. All right, Connor. Last question up before we let you go here. A piece of advice for our listeners here, maybe who want to make a commercial investment in 2023, knowing the current economic challenges we have. Any piece of advice you can share? 
Um, yeah, in more Central Island or just in BC, anywhere. Anywhere you want. Just a piece of advice for someone that shows up at your door and says, hey, I want to buy a piece of commercial real estate in 2023. What can you, what advice can you, or guidance can you provide them? Expand your outlook, your time frame, and your horizon, right? It's not a get-rich-quick scheme. Real estate is a get-rich-very-very-slowly scheme, um, or I don't know if scheme's the best word for it, but plan. So find, you know, find an area, stake your claim, so to speak, uh, for the medium to long term. I think our job is, as brokers and, uh, you know, is education advisement and to let people know that, you know, it's, it is a slower process. And as far, as far as looking for unicorn farms, right, in, in any strong market like Central Island, Vancouver, Victoria, wherever it is, I think that the future is really the unicorn, right? Um, don't go looking for that, you know, home run deal. Look for a single, double, and then uh, let time take over. That's kind of my two cents. Great advice, Connor, as always. And for all of our guests that want to get a hold of you and find out more what you guys are doing over there at William Wright Commercial on Vancouver Island, how can they do that? Uh, you can email me, Connor at WilliamWright.ca. Um, our phone number is 250-590-5797. Go on our website, WilliamWright.ca. All my contact information is there. Happy to chat to anyone. And yeah, just really appreciate you guys taking the time. Thanks for having me on for a quick pod. Well, thanks so much, Connor. We appreciate it. As always, we know you guys are extremely busy over there and doing God's work on Vancouver Island. So we appreciate you taking the time to join us. Thanks, Connor. There you have it, folks. Our interview today with Connor Braid, Very Managing excited. Director of Vancouver Island for us. Very excited about Vancouver Island. Yes. No, he... Uh, I, I will. I will say, you know, we were very fortunate to have him on our as part of our island team there, as we are with all of our guys on the island. They've done a phenomenal job over there over the past couple of years. We are thrilled to finally have an office open that Central Island market. We've been talking about lots. Connor spoke a little bit about a project we have there called One Commercial, which is Steiner Properties Project. It's the old A and B Sound Building. Arguably, probably been a big eyesore in the downtown for so long. So I know there's a lot of excitement for it. And I know uh, Harry Jones and Connor have been doing a lot of work on that one over there. And they've had tremendous response from the community and tenancies. So lots of exciting stuff happening over there. Great investment market. We've echoed it for a long time here. We still believe in that market. And we're very excited to get an office open over there. So we have boots on the ground and we can finally service the Central Island market. Well, I know who to talk to when I'm ready. Time will tell. Melissa, before we let everyone go for the we'll go here, anything exciting you can leave us on? Any exciting notes? That's real a lot of stuff? pressure, yeah, Corey. Yeah, no, a lot, lot. Real estate news, exciting real estate news. Exciting real estate news. Where are you and the boyfriend going for dinner this weekend? Ooh, like, you know what? Well, last weekend we went to Bodega. Oh, that's a good choice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Love Bodega. Zarek, have you ever been there? I have not heard of that that's one. Where's that? That's the next on the list. It's on Main Street. Okay. It's Afghan food. Ooh, okay. Yeah. That's going to be the next one. Um, we've got a bit of a list going. You guys are foodies. Well, we try. try? We try. We try. I, yeah. I, I just get the simple sushi made pre-made at H Mart downtown very Vancouver. Very on brand. Yeah. With, with your sort Stereotypical. of... Stereotypical. Easy, easy answer. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, let's leave it there. Another great episode in the can. More great ones to follow. So thank you once again for listening. We look forward to hearing from you. If you want to reach out to me, talk about commercial real estate, you're welcome to. You can reach me at Corey at williamwright.ca. You can visit our website, williamwright.ca. Sign up for the latest and greatest news. Or you can call our Vancouver office, 604-428-5255. Anytime. Tell us what you're looking for. We'll put you in touch with the best broker throughout the province for your asset that can service your needs. And Melissa, for those who want to get a hold of you to find out how to buy and sell condos in this rapidly growing market with multiple offers, how can they do that? Yeah, they can call me 778-869-4477 or shoot me an email at melissa at vancouverrealestatepodcast.com. 
Another great episode, guys. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. All right. Thanks, guys. Subscribe today. Subscribe today.